Is that the buzzing of bees? <laughs> nope. Just Amazon alerting Alex about some non-cancer-curing Magic Levi's 505 jeans. Rachel made a couple of dicks watch a chick flick. And like my grandmother used to say, hold on to your britches. It's Gypsy Pants. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to kick back and watch a bomb-ass chick flick with my boys. Chick flicks. They make us laugh. Chick flicks. They make us cry. Chick flicks. Shedding light on the complex emotions between girls and guys. Unwashed kids carrying pants that travel. I forgot Q-Sack was in that one with candles. A pack of wolf boys take on some vans. And don't forget steps and no square dance. You complete me, said a boy maverick. Oh shit, that's Turk and Ant-Man. As if. Paul Walker's a dick for posing that bed. Who knew makes it? That's so fetch. I found my spirit animal in Swayze. When he dick punched the corner and pulled out baby. Saying this aloud may sound a little crazy. But this pod's gonna bring Alex love. Yeah, it is. like torture, revenge, and giants. The sprite isn't one. I'm not buying. We love when that French girl poses for a Django. And Obi-Wan's pain singing Roxanne's tango. Expensive clothing stores. Fitness take you. The Joker camping. I wish I knew how to quit you. We're watching the good, the bad, and everything in between. With color commentary provided on every scene. So thanks for joining us. We feel so very lucky. Let's make one thing clear. We pick Ducky. Prepare to get your earballs wet. It's Chick Flicks with Dicks. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to our first ever episode of Chick Flicks with Dicks. I'll be your host, Zach Stein. With me, as always, co-host extraordinaire, Alex Schumacher. Schumacher. And joining us for our first episode, the lovely and talented Krista Fanning. I really thought you were going to say Fanny, and I'm upset you didn't. <laughs> I almost did. I've got AKA Krista Fanny, AKA, AKA, AKA Peanut Butter Crusta. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to our first episode, where the film we will be breaking down is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, to start the conversation out, um, I'm going to go around to each individual person to grab their initial thoughts. Guys, one at a time, in one sentence, let's let's wrap it up. What, what are your initial thoughts on this movie? Let's start with Alex. I didn't know that the pants were going to be a plot device. <laughs> I... <laughs> I thought the pants were the main focus. Were supposed to be the main focus of the movie, just from you know hearing the title and from what I knew of the film, which wasn't much. You know, to be fair, I envisioned the movie was going to travel throughout them like their whole lives, like like three years Bertha's got it, and for three years you know Gertrude's got it. I, <laughs> I love the character names. Yeah, I imagine old women or middle aged women because that's when they start getting frump. <laughs> like, oh my god, how did these pants still fit me? But it wasn't it wasn't that glamorous, so I'm a little disappointed. Okay, that one long sentence wrap up. <laughs> I enjoy it, though. Krista, what about you? Initial thoughts. Before seeing this movie, I didn't think it was possible to shove every plot of every chick flit in, into one movie. And after seeing this movie, I have the same opinion. All right, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would say initial thoughts after seeing this film, are just, wow. It was a wild ride. It was definitely a wild ride. And, at times, a wet ride. <laughs> I mean, Usually. Yeah. All right, so we're going to kind of jump in and try to break this thing down for you a little bit. <sighs> this is just outrageous. I, I, I was blown away by just even the beginning. And I'm pretty sure, Alex, at one point, you said we were a minute in, and you said, I think... 
I already hate this fucking movie. And I'm right there, just set the tone. That's when I started drinking more heavily. <laughs> Anytime you start a movie with sewing footage and voiceover over it, you're on the wrong foot. Yeah. You need to re-examine what you're doing. I would agree. Yeah. I would I would definitely agree. Um so starting out, for those of you who aren't familiar with the film, it is focusing on a group of four girls. Whose names, by the way, you don't learn until about an hour into the movie, which is a whole nother issue that needs to be broken down. And we were pronouncing one of the names wrong the entire time. We're, we're calling her Libby. I guess her name is Tibby. Tibby's I, not a name. I wrote Libby, Liddy, and never Tibby. <laughs> and about an hour and 15 minutes in, found out it was Tibby. Yeah. Only because Krista told me it was Tibby. Not Libby. He names a kid off from the tibia, though. And so this group of girls, again, I'm sorry, I can't share all the names with you because I still don't think I know what all of them are. Oh, I wrote them down because I couldn't keep them straight. Please. We have Carmen, Tibby, Lena, and Bridget. Bridget's the slutty one. Carmen's the round one. Also ethnic. <laughs> that's that's yes. what it was. She was two birds <laughs> with one stone. <laughs> she really helped the filmmakers wrap this one up. Tibby's the alternative one with blue hair. So you oh, know yeah. she's excited. She is definitely that angsty <laughs> teen. She was the she was the Becca of um <laughs> what's that movie where they sing? The Acapella movie? Oh. About 9-11? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is that movie called? Pitch Perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you answer your own question. Yeah. yeah. I, love it. I knew the answer the whole time, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one. Lena. Lena. She is Rory from Gilmore Girls. Yes. Right. We just have Alexis Bledel. Oh, she was the big the forehead one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's cute. Starting out, they're trying to establish, first off, the friendship group. And almost, I think, at the same time, the hierarchy of said group. Because one of the first things they say is that Bridget came first, and then the rest of us followed. Bridget being the, the pretty, white, white blonde, athletic... All-American girl absolutely. with the dead mom. With the dead mom, right. That definitely. Hey, she had a challenge to overcome. The filmmakers chose to highlight that identity of her being the leader of the group and protector of the group. By cutting away to the girls at a dance recital where one of them falls, some little shitbag boys in the audience start laughing, and Bridget Bridget. Bridget goes, I've got this, and proceeds to crouching tiger <laughs> off the stage, <laughs> like, walk through the audience. She doesn't run through it. Walks through the audience. Like a badass. It's very and, slow and methodical And on her starts part. whooping these boys with one of, like, the, the pamphlets. With a rolled-up piece of paper. And no adult stops her from jumping off the stage. No adult stops her from going into this row and walloping on these boys. None of it. And all I could think is, who are all these adults that are sitting there watching it then? Extras that we're not paid enough that day. <laughs> and then three minutes in, her mother dies. Yeah, And we, we come are. to her funeral. Mm. Where Bridget runs away from the funeral after taking her shoes off. Remember, she tried to hold her dad's hand. No, he no, tried to hold he her hand. He tried to hold hand. her hand and she said, no, you. <laughs> 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 oh, I've got a note here. So I wrote, who is the dark-haired, white, non-Gilmore girl? Tibby. That, that's Tibby. That's Tibby. the one whose name I thought was Liddy. Yeah. And Libby. Why is she Jerry from Parks and Rec, or we just call her Jerry, Jerry, Larry? <laughs> that's... That's, and, that's what she is to me, is Jerry. Funny, I kind of kind of skipping towards the end a little, like, I finally realized at the end that she was the one doing the voiceover in the beginning. 
Oh, yeah. she was. And like, you know, you just don't realize that they had so many ideas with this movie that they were trying to get across. There was just too much going on. This like they threw too many things and too many, too many cooks. With Libby, she's Tibby. Damn it. There, this, is, this, is, this is off to a bad start. So with Tibby, she's big into like making films and she's in high school. All the girls are 15, 16, 17 years old. You know, Although so, they're all, they were all born... All their all their mothers were pregnant at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their ages don't really seem to match up very well. Granted, that could also be based be based on information from Bridget, who lied about being old enough to bone a college guy that looked like Ellen DeGeneres. That looked like a mix between Zac Efron and Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, yeah, yeah. I believe your man. quote was the perfect human being. <laughs> yes, yes. So Zac DeGeneres is how <laughs> he'll be referred to as from here on out. DeGeneres. <laughs> And, you know, so she's got, they all seem to have their own drive and interests, and yet they're also, but then they also are this group of girls who have grown up together, their mothers were all pregnant together, they were all born within the same week, and we still aren't even to the pants yet. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this movie was about pants. (laughs) So, So, the girls are going, getting ready for summer. Of what they're like between sophomore and junior year. Something. Give or take. It's ambiguous. Yeah. So, they're shopping. And one of the ways that they decide to keep in touch with each other during what apparently is, what, four weeks, six weeks maybe of a summer. Um, well, I don't think we've built in shipping time. Ooh, that's yeah, a good point. The, I think it's supposed to be over the course of an entire summer. Right. And this film did take place, like... Before Amazon Prime, so it took more than two days to yes, ship something. exactly. I so. my magic pants off Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can someone look up and see if Magic Pants are available on Amazon, please? I'll Google it right now. Turn my phone off. In the meantime, the girls find these pair of pants that just so happen to fit each and every single one of them. Each and every one of them being very, very different in build. And when I say build, I'm I'm not just talking about, like, body size. I'm talking about, like, their height. Even you know, there is a clear distinction between leg length from girl to girl. Which yeah, Bridget's out. Yes. Yeah, Bridget's like eight feet tall. She's gargantuan. And I think America Ferrara is like five three something five five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I love just, how you know her real name more than you know her character name. I I'm gonna be honest. I cannot remember her name off the bat right now. So someone will have it to was tell me. Carmen. Carmen. She's Carmen. Right. Yeah. Right. Carmen. Carmen. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. For the making Carmen. And they find that this one pair of pants. Fits all of them. And because does anyone have any comments on this? They're magic pants. Jesus. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm gonna have. I have. I have not, not, Spoiler alert: They're not. <laughs> I'm happy if one pair of pants fits me from day to day. Well, in celebration of the movie and sisterhood, I thought to symbolize togetherness, said I invite you. I invite you to wear my pants. <laughs> This is happening. I'm going to put your pants on. You, you want can't to. see it, but Alex is taking off his pants. You know where they can't see us. We don't actually have to take pants <laughs> off. Yeah, because I also bought leggings yeah. <laughs> to try to get more in touch with my feminine side. And then I remembered, oh, wait, this is a podcast. So I'm just comfortable right now. There you go. Be comfortable. Be comfortable. So the girls, after finding these pants, proceed to break into a functioning business. <laughs> Which was the aerobic center where their moms all met whilst pregnant. This is where they break down and create a set of rules. During a seance. During a seance. A satanic seance. They have there were candles. And doesn't America Ferrara also wear, like, the upside-down cross necklace? Yeah! We we saw that at one point. Yeah, Tibby. No, No, no. she's Carmen. 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 (laughs) 
Yeah, Carmen, uh, she wore the upside down cross, which is either the symbol of the satanic church or it's the symbol of the Pope. Or it's whatever the costume department could find. Right. I think that's a better explanation of what happened. So they break in here, and this is where they create a set of rules about uh, how each girl is going to get the pants for one week over the summer. And they have to write a letter to the next girl in line who's getting the pants, explaining all the things that happened while they wore the pants. And then, you know, all these things that they can or can't do with the pants or with the pants on or off or... They have to take them off and they can't wash them. I think those are the only ones that matter. Okay. And then... They had to decorate them at the end of the summer. Right. At the end. I, I didn't catch all of that part. Yeah. What was that? Um. Well, pretty much they got, like, what, like, Sharpies and shit? Yeah. They agreed that at the end of the summer, they would decorate it with their adventures. With their, like, what they wrote about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I totally missed Leaving that Leaving those pants useless for the next summer, so I hope they never need magic again in their lives. Yeah, fun fact. Uh, the pants almost killed uh, the one that went to Greece. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's the first one to have them. <laughs> and she almost dies because of them. First off, she falls off a dock. Like, oh, From a let's, seated and, position. Let's back up. So so the girls go off on their summer adventures. And the first one up is, is Rory. Lena. Thank you. And she gets to go to Greece. Who? Forehead. It's a, it's a five head. Five head, okay. Huge. So she gets to go to Greece because apparently her grandparents are Greek. Like, so that's who she's there visiting. But, like, offensively Greek. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not Greek at all, and I was offended by the... The level how, of Greekness? Yeah. Like, you're just, like, walking down the street, there's donkeys and shit. Uh, I swear to God, if you looked, like, up... Uh, okay, what, what really pissed me off about the Greek scenes is there's a scene where they walk through a door from outside... <laughs> To get outside. <laughs> and then right after that, she looks up at her grandmother for seeing her for the first time in the movie. Mm-hmm. And her grandmother is up a whole story. So her grandmother goes, oh, my, my great-granddaughter. And she goes upstairs and then to go downstairs. <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, like, what is Greece? I'm pretty sure at that point you said, oh, I hate Greece. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it, like Greece is just an MC Escher painting where it's like everywhere goes nowhere and nowhere goes everywhere. I don't get it. So Rory shows up on the set of Mamma Mia. And of course, here is where her big trial, I think, is yet to be defined to no one's shock. I think it has to do with a boy. He, was a, he was a man. Oh, he was a he was, he a, was man. He a man. He was a man. He was clearly much older than her. Very clearly. You can tell Again. by how big his nipples were. Again. <laughs> We'll get to the nipple business in a minute. But again, to just to reiterate, she is 16. 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And this dude looks like he's easily at least early 20s. Also, pretty sure he was Spanish, not Greek. Definitely not Greek. Where we came to the point where is Greece the Mexico of Europe? Whereas Mexico, the Greece of North America. Yeah. Then Alexis Bledel is... Did I say that right? Bledel? Bledel? We know who you mean. Blood oath. Rory um, is sitting on a dock in a seated position, as Krista mentioned. With arms on the chair. With arms on the chair. Fully support. That is the most locked down core position you could be in. And just falls into the Mediterranean. Because she saw a cute boy. Right. And that's what happens when you see cute boys for the first time. You drown. You fall into the next body of water you encounter. Gotcha. Mine gotcha. is the Illinois River. Uh, it was not good for me. Because then you come out with giant nipples. I, you don't want to see this. <laughs> that explains that the Mediterranean is the Illinois River. That, that, it goes all the way down to Mexico. <laughs> so she literally falls in the water. And like, I'm sorry. If I fall in a pool or the ocean or whatever, I'm not 
sinking to the very bottom depths of that body of water. Like a dead stone. She literally just sinks. I would say, what, 15 feet? She accepts her fate very easily. Very quickly. Yeah, she gave up pretty quick. And gets the cuff of one of her pant legs caught on like a piece of metal that's at the bottom. Are these the magic pants? These are indeed the magic pants trying to kill her immediately. And... They knew what was coming and they wanted to avoid it. They wanted none of it. You think that was the first taste of human blood it had? It might have been. <laughs> I And you know what? I think I heard a slight buzzing just before it happened. Yeah. So, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> so the only way I can describe the guy that she falls for in Greece is he looks like a young, ripped Antonio Banderas. Yes. So that's what I'm going to call him because, honest to God, don't know what his name was the entire time. I don't think he had one. I think his name was Vinny Vinovici. <laughs> Run with it. We'll call him Vinny for short. So Vinny appears in the body of water being the same boy she fell into the body of water over. And gets her leg free. And the next scene, we see her on his boat wearing his shirt because, you know, obviously she was sopping wet yep. from being in the in, in the water. Well, yeah, you can't imply she was wet for any other reason. Right. She proceeds to, you know, run away after he asks her to go to some dance or something. All of a sudden, we cut to Mexico. <laughs> There's literally, like, <laughs> no transition. We are on a bus in Mexico. Complete opposite side of the world. And who are we there with? Carmen, right? Bridget. That's who it would make sense not, to be with. Not Carmen. Not oh. the one with any type of Latina descent to her at all. No. We are there with the rich, pretty, white, <laughs> blonde girl at a private soccer camp. And the funniest thing is all we could think is, this doesn't make any sense. And she's on a bus where she is, like, the only white girl on this bus. Singing in Spanish. Singing in Spanish. The whole bus is singing in Spanish. In Espanol. And then what the next scene is her on a soccer field. Pulling into it because they went through the door right, they from went... outside to get to outside. Oh, that's damn. where we made the tie. Again, yeah. outside to outside, yeah. that's Mexico is Greece. You know, and I also noticed that... The only green at all we saw in Mexico was that rectangle of soccer field. Yeah. Everything yeah. else around it was like Breaking Bad Mexico filter. Yeah. Basically. But the only green we saw was on that soccer field. And it was very green. The saturation in those scenes was intense. Yeah. And you know why? It's because it was all it hosted was a bunch of rich white girls. Like, <laughs> I'm so angry about it yeah. because she gets off this bus that's filled with girls speaking Spanish and singing in Spanish and the next scene when she's actually out on the soccer field is her with a bunch of other white rich girls yeah. I will say they do have one black girl in there with them but what was her name? exactly and then this soccer camp is led by a bunch of other white people yeah in Mexico I'm like guys you're not in Mexico you're in Arizona this yeah. is not <laughs> you're full of shit right now this is where Deadpool's wife sees thank you sees the cute boy that she ten wants to fall for. And this is where the mix between Ellen DeGeneres and Zac yeah. Efron come in. This is the guy we were speaking of. So Zellin. Enter Zac DeGeneres. Yes. And he turns out to be one of the coaches that's there who's in college or going into college. He's going to Columbia. He's got that classic 0405 boy band haircut. Oh, by the way, this film takes place in 2005. So just kind of keep that in mind for contextual reference when we're moving forward. Yeah. And so she she sees the boy and decides when her name is called out, she runs out onto the field and she like takes her hat. She's wearing a baseball cap. She takes it off and, like, whips her hair around. Which no teenage athlete is keeping their hair down. 
that shit would be in a ponytail. Because this is also supposed to be an all-girls camp. Because she was complaining about it before she left. About how she couldn't get dick for the summer. So why why yeah. is she so prepared to find the dick? Well, that's her establishing dominance. Because she has to compete with every other woman there for that one dick. Because as far as I know... He was the only male there. Mm, I think there were other male coaches. I don't think but so. But none of them were important. Do and I know. think the one that we saw was in the bar scene that she goes to. Like, she, he was with her with a group of guys. And they mm. all also, by the way, looked like minorities. So basically just <laughs> highlighting the fact that unless you were white, you didn't matter in these scenes. That's true. And then all of a sudden, after the hair flip, cut to the next scene where we see... Carmen. Oh, Carmen. Yes, Carmen. Thank you. Carmen, where's she going for the summer? Her father's house in, in South Carolina. Fucking Charleston, South Carolina. I will say, going through this movie, a couple of the storylines definitely have more meat to them. Oh, definitely. And I think yes. this one is one of those. Pretty She's, much everyone who stayed in the United States had a good, worthwhile storyline. Which means America yes. is number one again. Again. America is great again! <laughs> it happened! Chick fucks with dicks. So, she's going to South Carolina to visit her dad. Who we set up earlier in the movie abandoned her yeah. and her fit and her mother. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't see them and she's very upset about that but doesn't talk about it. Also, I thought that was uh, Libby's dad. Tibby. Tibby's dad. <laughs> gotcha. Because they had the same forehead. Uh, her dad picks her up from like the bus station or something because they live in Bethesda, right? All the girls live in Bethesda, Maryland. So uh-huh. they she just took the bus down, down the coast. I mean, it's not that bad. He picks her up. They're driving to his place and as they're pulling into like this really cookie cutter subdivision, this woman comes running out of the house and is like waving at the car. And America's character says, is that your neighbor or something? And this is at that point where her dad decides to tell her, oh, actually, that's, you know what? I don't know her name. I'm not going to pretend like I do. <laughs> <laughs> we, gotta give her, we have to give her a name, though. Pam. Uh, no, no, Pam. Karen. Karen. No, no, She's no, 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 no. Okay. Karen's like more north. I want something south. Belle. Like, B- Bella. Mm. Mm. Jody? Jolene. So- Jolene. 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 Is she that southern, though? Because she's very white. She only turns on the southern when Maria was around. When yeah. Maria is around the housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Again, get the sheets, Maria. Okay. Deep Rachel undertones in this movie. Okay. Um, we'll go with Jolene. So Jolene comes running out of the house, and this is the point where America Ferrara's dad decides to tell her, oh, yeah. This is the woman that lives with me. Uh, and he doesn't say ma- that I'm going to marry. No, he does not. He doesn't mention... Spoiler alert, she is. I'm just staying here. Yeah. <laughs> we live together, and here are your step-siblings you didn't oh, know about. right. And then the step-kids come out, who, at this point, it's just like, okay, we're trying to figure out what's going on with a lot of these. This is where we're like, okay, so Carmen's story is basically a Lifetime movie. Um, yeah. And then, eventually, once you see... The stepbrother come out, who looks again like a like an 0405 pretty boy blonde. I think it's actually the same actor as the Mexico storyline. You know they, what? They wanted to save money. I'm That's gonna, why he doesn't have lines. I'm gonna say I never saw them in the same scene together, so yeah. it's not impossible. Same person. Um, and I was like, ooh, at this point, it, it's cruel intentions. That's he's, what they're doing with her. He's story also line. really good at soccer. He's very good at soccer, which is weird because so was that guy in Mexico. Oh. Guys, what if the pants are, like, dimension-altering or time-tracking? They have to be. Could be. You heard it here first. That's a better movie. It would be I watch a that thousand movie. times better movie that I would sp- I would pay money for that ticket to that movie. Yeah. So, sometime when we're done recapping, I'm going to tell you how I would have made this sort of traveling pants. You, you don't have to... F- yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. <clears throat> 
So I, I wasn't asking permission. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's gonna happen. So, I already know how I'm gonna do it. So then she finds. So basically, Carmen finds out. A, I'm getting a stepmom, and B, I'm getting step siblings. Identifying that her dad not only straight up abandoned her mom and her and moved to the bottom part of the country. And when I say bottom, I'm referring to like the ass part of the country. <laughs> right um, above the, the dick of the just country. Right, just right, yes, right next to the taint. So, okay. So <laughs> firmly ass area, not the taint. Right, area. exactly. And so then she, and to recognize that he left them and, and now he has another family, basically. And she gets to see her dad twice a year, I think is what she said. Once or twice he a year. He came up to visit. Yeah. He comes up to visit her. So for years he was keeping his other family a secret. Oh, I did not even pick up on that. I mean, well, unless they've been dating for a few weeks and then decided to get married. That's weird. what I'm choosing to believe. Really? They just met each other. Because she, she Ooh, she's yeah. also shocked that he's living in a subdivision because apparently he's always he hated, hated that. Right. Yeah. So I think he was in the city, and then we can talk about how they met in a minute, because that's a great story. All of a sudden, that's where it cuts again. The transitions in this movie, it made my my blood boil. There's, there's one that they're very proud of. Oh, there's I think there's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah. But that's where all of their thought went, and everything else is just like, scene ended, new scene. <laughs> I, I want to add one thing, is uh, Carmen, uh, her new stepbrother, had to have been at least 36 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that bitch looked like he was definitely running a company at that point. Oh, yeah. Like, well, it, it, if he's not running a company, then his dad owns a dealership, <laughs> which was an alcoholic. And I wouldn't even say end scene, next scene, because the scene doesn't necessarily yeah. end. It literally just jumps to the next scene. This is where we finally get to Tibby, a.k.a. Libby, a.k.a. a.k.a. Liddy, <laughs> the dark haired non Gilmore girl. And immediately she's the, she's the angsty teen. Right, she's the one yeah. that is definitely listening to um, My Chemical Romance. Yes, Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Yeah. Yes, had released their first album by then. And yeah, because I was. A huge I just fan. wasn't sure if she was going to be um, listening to it. Yeah, maybe they're too popular for her. Yeah, I don't know. Too starting mainstream. out, no, I don't think that mainstream would start until Infinity on High. So yeah. you know, she had a few years in there. Regardless, she was not mainstream. No, not at all. She was definitely anti-establishment. Nose ring all the way up in her brain. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that, that nose ring was so high. And it was so big. Like, I'm poking myself here. That's bone. Yeah. That's how hardcore um, she is. She pierces her bones. Fucking clearly. And at first, they sort of made it seem like she was the poor one of the group, just in the way that they presented her and the, the fact she that- she dressed. The way she dressed, the way that she did not go anywhere- for her summer, her summer was spent working. working at the film's version of Walmart, which is... Walmans. Walmans. Spelled with two L's. Yeah. <laughs> so the first clip that we see with her alone, not with the group, is her working at Walmans. Uh, she's stocking some shelves, and she hears a noise in the next aisle. She looks around, and some little girl had passed out and pissed herself. Just- just completely pissed Oh, and I mean like drenched. Like, like literally. Oh no, they dipped her legs in water, in a yeah. pool. Which brings the question up again. Where are the parents? Thank you. Yeah, where are the parents? That is the second time we've asked this question, isn't it? Yeah. It's not the last. It's not the last. last at all. God, no. Tibby calls for help. She's seen helping the EMTs walk him out. Pick and pockets then, a 12-year-old. Pick, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> she takes the 12-year-old's like wallet. She has a purse and she like found a wallet in there uh, looking for an ID basically. And, yeah. and didn't give it to the EMT. It's like, you know, I mean, she shook or whatever, but... And then that scene just ends. That, so, as they're putting the little girl into the ambulance, she essentially wakes up 
and is not concerned at all about her situation oh, no. and instead makes fun of Tibby mm-hmm. and is essentially like, you suck. Yeah. Which is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Emo bitch. Yeah. That is- <laughs> Later. And then, and then is out. Now, up to this point, we have seen each of the girls on their own for the first time and... Rory has the pants and almost dies. Perfect. So Solid start. That's where we're at. So next we are going to cut back to Greece. Guys, I'm a fair warning. We are jumping around a lot. And that is this movie. Like, it is nonstop. Just buckle your seatbelts because... Yeah, Grease lightning, am I right? Right. You're just going to get some geographical whiplash with a lot of what's going on here. So we're in Greece back with Rory, uh, whatever her name is. Five and men. Thank you. <laughs> Five men. And this is where, again, she just has a run-in with young Antonio Banderas. She goes to return the shirt she borrowed. Right, that's it. Or no, her she's with her grandmother the first. Right. Yeah. Her grandma finds the shirt because she's hanging the shirt on the clothesline after doing laundry, which we will come back to. That clothesline, <laughs> let me Seems tell you. That clothesline shit. has seen a lot of shit. Definitely. Um... And then that scene is basically over. It's There's not a lot to it. There's a lot because they set up the whole plot of her because the grandmother finds out who she got the shirt from and it's a big to-do. Oh, that's because, what she finds yeah, out? Yeah, that's what she oh, finds out. Oh, I thought that was the next time that we cut back. The, the families of Rory and Antonio Banderas. But you never meet his family no, he's, he's the well, only his living. Parents are dead, remember? Yeah, but look at her many... parents aren't there either, though. Yeah, her that's parents what I'm are saying. not Again, born into the universe. Where are your parents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> parents solve every issue. In They're the stuck in like the ni- early '90s at that aerobics class, right? <laughs> that's all they existed. But so they find out, and the grandmother tells Rory about the feud, and then she goes to return the shirt and just puts and, it on the dock, and it's like our family has fought for generations, and that's not over nothing. Long pause. What do they fight about? Because she doesn't actually know the story. Oh, yeah, but she is, like, on fire about about fully supporting her family and no one else. Um, Which she doesn't even know her family because she asked how many cousins she has. Yeah, Grandpa doesn't even speak to her. Well, he's that strong, stoic, silent type, you know, that... Yeah, and so so young Antonio Banderas explains it to her and tells her a bit. It's something to do with money and fish. One grandfather sold bad fish to the other grandfather who ran a restaurant, so customers got sick. Gotcha. But that's, it that's one of the stories. But it had to go back the other way too, right? Yeah, the other one was that um, he like cheated him out of money for the fish. Or something like that. It doesn't make any sense. None of this movie makes any sense. That's 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 pretty much true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I would say that there's maybe five percent of it that does, and you have to really pick it out. I would say America Ferrara's portions make the most sense, and some of Tibby's. Tibby's makes sense, but also why? Yeah, yeah. That that's a great question. Well, we'll, What's we'll, the point? We'll yeah. get back to that. So. And then, again, end scene. Young Antonio Banderas explains it to her. She still has a a quick snippet. She has a Cliff Notes version of why their family is feuding. This is when we realize, okay, so if America Ferrara is getting lifetime slash cruel intentions, then (laughs) (laughs) then Rory Rory. is getting Romeo and Julietted. Yep. Cool. Moving on, uh, we go back to Mexico to follow the rich blonde um, at soccer camp who is in the middle of the pack of an entire camp of girls running along the beach. Which her story turns into Rocky II at that point. (laughs) It really does. It really does. Um, Because then all of a sudden she has to sprint ahead of everyone in order to catch up with the 
uh, Zach DeGeneres. Very coach. rudely. Very rudely. Yeah. She could have easily gone outside and around everyone else. She could have gone left, But she's right. a show-off, and we need to know that that's her flaw. Oh, yeah. Although, that flaw maintains through the entire film. Oh, yeah, there's like, no character growth. You'll see at the end, in her last running scene, that that still happens. Yep. Where she cuts through and just... It's not even elbowing. It's literally just like, she doesn't even waste the time or energy on that. She's just going to run through you. Which... Uh, okay. Sure, whatever. She's a 15, 16-year-old girl, sure. So she runs up to catch up with the coach. With her hair down. With her hair down again. <sighs> Sandy Beach. <laughs> oh, man. And when she catches up with him, they end up sprinting ahead of everybody else after a, a quick banter. Clearly, at least a mile ahead of everybody. Yeah. It's, I can't remember what song was playing. Some, like... Early 2000s yeah, love like song. Yeah, like pop song. Yeah. And it was probably a fight song. It very well could have been. I'm just assuming dun, it was. Dun, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> this is my fight song. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah, that, that shitty song. Um, The rest of the group is behind them. And then... Not important. It cuts to where apparently the group just got lost. And these two are alone at some cove on the beach. Where she lays down in the sand. Again, hair down. Covered in sweat and now sand. I'm so mad about this. (laughs) I have a theory about all the other kids. Please. Remember how when we started the movie, there were a lot of Spanish people on the bus? Those were the Spanish people. We never saw them again. Um, Because, so you know sea turtles, right? (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) Like, do I know of sea turtles? Do do you know a lot about sea turtles? Are you friends with sea turtles? I don't know. I wish I was friends with sea turtles. I don't know a lot about them. I know some about them. Well, when they hatch, they follow the... Well, when sea turtles hatch, they follow the moon to the ocean. Okay. So, I'm assuming when they spring ahead out of sight, they got fucking lost and confused, and they're like, (laughs) follow the moon, and they just drowned. Because we never saw those kids again. That's I true. I think. That's I true. Think. So yeah. I think those were the original Spanish kids that were on the bus, and their fate was the sea. Okay. The unforgiving sea. Okay. Fair that, enough. If you fire me after this episode, I completely understand. You have to respect the sea, I think, is what we're getting out of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got Blake Lively. That's her name. We've got her character and Zach, uh, or Zach, what's <laughs> DeGeneres. it? What's DeGeneres. Zach DeGeneres. DeGeneres, Zach. That who have, who have completely lost. But... Alex, you made a great point. He's supposed to be the leader, right? He's the coach. Like, and he did a terrible job of leading as he lost the rest yeah, of the he team. he lost everybody. <laughs> um, and this is where they have, like, their little flirtatious banter. And I don't think really anything much came of that. We just learned that Bridget is very forward. Very forward. Oh, plays it. She Some, plays forward and yes. he says, I noticed. You know yes. what? You know what? I'll actually give Brigitte um, <laughs> some props for that because one thing I... Cannot stand about psycholo- the psychology of women. It's just like, you should have picked up on my hints. I can't read. I can't read shit. Be forward. I like that in women. <laughs> Go Brigitte. She's she's the best now. You eight-foot gargantuous monster. <laughs> oh, is that what's wrong with me? Shit. <laughs> I need to grow about eight feet. <laughs> so then we cut back to America Ferrara, Carmen, um, in South Carolina at her dad's house, where they are seated around a large dining room table for dinner, and with her dad, new stepmommy, or soon-to-be stepmom, uh, and step-siblings, and she's on a side by herself, and she starts eating, and then the mom makes a comment about praying before dinner. Uh, so they all grab hands to say grace, and that's when Alex noticed that Carmen was wearing 
a crucifix, <laughs> but that it was upside down. And I, I, I truly feel like that was a mistake by, yeah. by costume the costume department because later in the film, like, we'll see Carmen in the kitchen with her mom and they're, they're singing like a church song, you know, like, yeah. I mean, so clearly they've got some type. Oh, and she starts, she tries to pray at the beginning of the seance thing. Yeah. 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 So she does have a religious side to her, but this, this was very, this scene. no, not at all. This was very, this was, she's Catholic and this was n- a, not a Catholic thing. Oh no, this is Southern Baptist. Yeah. And, and it was, or something along those lines. Westboro Baptist. And, which, oh yeah. There are two that. Catholics in the group then because at Bridget's mom's funeral, it's a Catholic priest. Yeah. Cause he has the collar on. Yeah. So it's a very Catholic heavy movie. Sure. Hmm. All right. So rich, white and Catholic. Yeah. There you go. It's fine. So um, probably Irish. She's very And that's how the podcast died. Yeah. (laughs) There goes our Irish community. Uh, (laughs) I think America Ferrera does a great job at really just embodying that sense of not belonging and uncomfortableness, abandonment, replacement. Because that scene is so short and the actions are so subtle, but very well displayed. Yeah. You know, I'll actually say that I really enjoyed her performance. Oh, yeah. Overall, I think she did a great job. I do too. Yeah. um, and eventually, even the one, the one that played Tibby, I also thought yeah. really did a good job. So then we cut back to the family feud, Forbidden Love, yeah. in Greece, and we see a pants shipping montage. Oh. So Rory packs up the pants to send them along to the next recipient, who is oh shit, who is it, it supposed was to Tibby. be? Uh, yes, Tibby gets them next. Um, so she's sending them back home to Bethesda. It's literally 45 seconds of of this package being packaged, dropped off, carried by mule down some stairs in Greece. Which probably took that mule upstairs somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, then shipping on a ferry, then shipping on a ship, and then on a plane. And then I just... Yeah. It went all sorts of places. And for all of that, like, great, all that great shipping, what do they call that? Logistics. Yeah. All that working. The FedEx driver had one fucking job. <laughs> and he dropped it away 35 houses away. <laughs> <laughs> so. The stupid fucking sack of shit of a FedEx driver ruined the entire point. Oh, oh okay. Oh. So, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, so the package shows up. The little girl that passed out in the Walmans shows up at Tibby's door with the package of pants and says, hey, I think this meant to go to you. It says 271. I'm at 721. Or no. I think it's the other way around. No, yeah. yeah. It, it was 721. This is supposed to be 721. I'm at 271. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I'm like, who the fuck has... Two, but 71 houses on the street. And even if you cut that in half, that's 35 houses those on that also, one street. Those are also all big houses. Like, if any of them are like Tibby's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, Tibby's house, we come to find out she is not poor at all. It, yeah. Just very. Wow. I, I'm just thinking, okay, that was just dumb. Like you should have said yeah. 217. That would have made a little more sense. You know what? They, all, they all live in Metamora. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they all just giant lots between their houses. Yep. But it's the pants being magic. That's what matters. Right, right. Because can't the, magically go to the right the doors. Pants, yeah, the pants chose them. Right, can't can't touch the driver, but it touches this twelve-year-old. I don't know if you're how you stop talking about touching twelve-year-olds. No, that yeah, okay, good point. Uh, how did what did you say she looked like? 
I said she looked like she was better than Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, but not as good as Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, right, because we called her yeah. Great Value Olsen. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> some Great um, Value items are better than the regular items. A uh, a twelve year old Angelica Pickles. Oh, uh, I yeah. did say that. Yeah. yeah. So she delivers the pants to Tibby, and that's where Tibby gives her her wallet back, and then the twelve year old proceeds to burn Tibby on like. Jacking a wallet from <laughs> from a twelve year old who's passed out who's passed in out a medical emergency right. in a she's puddle like, of her own pee. She's like, so you didn't think to give this to the EMT driver? You just snatched it from me. I mean, like it's with no way to return it. Yeah, no, it, it's you, pretty. You think she would look? Oh wait, she never found an ID, did she? No. no. Okay, I was gonna say if she found the ID. She'd know she lived on the on the same street, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> away. No. Never mind. They have their little banter. This is where Tibby explains that she's into making films. The 12-year-old... I, I don't know. I can't remember what her name was. But she basically says... Tibby Jr. Tibby Jr., sure. So, TJ. So, TJ yeah. then <laughs> says that she... Like, that's really cool. She would love to be a part of that. Do you need an assistant? And sort of volunteers to be an assistant, to which Tibby's like, no, get the fuck out of here. Like, you weird little 12-year-old, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and then we cut back to Blake Lively. In Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. yes. With her head in the sand. And this is where she throws her little sideline fit because she scores a yeah. goal. And then the whole team, like, falls on their knees and does the whole... Bows to her. Yeah, they, they bow to her, but they do the whole, we're not worthy, we're not worthy from it's Wayne's World. camp. Like, why are they doing that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And... Well, soccer's a weird sport. Yeah, that's true. The coach calls her out on it and basically is like, hey, we get it. You're a superstar. Share the fucking ball. And she comes off the field and she throws a fit. She rips off like her little jersey thing she's wearing. And then she sees that the the young hot coach that she likes is watching her. And she grabs her water bottle and she looks at him and then just goes, like, what's what's uh, I, explain, yeah. what, explain what uh, is, is doing. poor she like does a water bottle shower on the sidelines she just stumps it on her face trying to be sexy she and tries to make a Tresemme commercial it, yeah it looks like every time I've tried to seduce a man every time every time that's my philosophy Attaboy just Drew <laughs> try to be sexy and have it fail and then it's done and then that scene is done so all we've basically learned is what we already knew about her which is she's kind of self involved duh. And good at sports. Yeah, and wasteful that. with water. And wasteful with water. In Mexico of all places. And thank you. Yeah. You're the desert, bitch. Oh my gosh. We jump back to Cameron. So we're back in South Carolina. Cameron? Carmen? Uh, Cameron is fine. <laughs> God damn I This Cameron is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so we jump back to Carmen San Diego, um, who's in South Carolina. Are you guys lost yet? <laughs> like I oh, like I've been lost this entire be. time. This is why I'm drinking. Chick fucks with dicks. We're back with Carmen, and this is where she's supposed to go play tennis with her dad. It's They've been there for a couple of days. It's her first time she gets to spend time alone with her dad, besides the ride to the house. Yeah. <clears throat> the stepmom says something on their way out the door, like, hey, can you stop at Paul's game? I have to do some errands. Paul being the 35-year-old stepbrother <laughs> who... Might or might not be the same guy. It, it is. Let's just Zach say DeGeneres. it is. Yeah. Okay. They get there. He is playing soccer. Turns out to be a really good soccer player. So they're watching the soccer thing. And one of the other dads of the guys on the team starts talking to Carmen's dad. And it's like, hey, which one's your kid? You know, and he brags about He's like, oh, yeah, that one's mine. The other parent replies with, oh, so you're the you're the golden boy's father. Lucky you. And he doesn't deny that he's not actually his dad. 
No, he just rolls with it. He, he just kind of lets it go. All in front of his daughter, who he sees twice a year. Yeah. And, and is supposed to be playing tennis with. Right at that moment, yeah. Yeah. Then the future stepmom shows up, and she's all in a tizzy because something happened with one of the caterers, and blah, 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 and she needs him. Which, that is the first time I realized they were getting married. Same. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't spell it out, so I don't think they told Carmen. I think she had to piece it together, too, which is great. Well, the, the subtly, that's actually a really good uh, way to go with it. Yeah. And, where you had to figure it out on your own, just like she did. Yeah. yeah He's such a bad are dad. Are you saying that... Wait, hang on. Are we actually going back and, like, giving props props to the filmmakers for the to Here's the, the thing. I don't think that was on purpose. Oh, it was accidental. Yeah, I think gotcha. that's just how it happened. Gotcha. So then Dad bails because he has to go help future mom. Jolene. Stepmom. Jolene. Yeah. Tells Carmen to go play tennis with Paul to get to know him. This is where I'm thinking, like, yeah, cruel intentions for sure. Like, they are they going to fuck. fuck on that tennis court. Um, <laughs> spoiler mean, alert, it doesn't happen. One of them got someone gets, up. Someone gets blasted in the face with some balls. <laughs> <laughs> it I, was Paul. So she blasts him in the face with this overhand. Like that, Serena. Oh, that my is my gosh. favorite scene in she this is, movie. And, like... What does she say? She runs over to him after she hits him in the face. She's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry, let me see. Oh my god, it's swelling so big. And, and I'm, just, I'm just thinking, guys, like, close your eyes and listen to this conversation, because this is wildly inappropriate. Um, and then that scene ends. I mean, that was basically... Yeah, it. Paul got blasted in the face, she felt bad. Yeah, Paul died. The end. Do we see him again? No, I, he died. At the wedding, he's standing up. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a reason the Lazarus yeah. paid for the wedding. Okay. So, we still have not seen... I can't remember who has the pants right now. And, guys, to reiterate, this movie's supposed to be about the fucking pants. They, right, that's my argument. Where are the pants? Tibby has the pants because... Uh, TJ, little Tibby Jr., brought them to her. Right. So she hasn't worn them, but we know they're with her. Okay, so we are getting filled with a bunch of backstory that really, God, doesn't matter. Yeah. So we go back to Lena in Greece. Some shit happens there. Then all of a sudden we jump back to Tibby. This is where we finally see her with the pants on. TJ and her, they go to a, like a convenience store, yeah. gas station, where they have an old arcade game, Dragon Dragon's Lair 3D. It wasn't, it, I mean... Wasn't old for the time. Yeah, I guess came out two thousand two. Yeah, I mean, Dragon's Lair is an older game, and well, then this the three D right came out in 02. And this is where apparently there's this guy that always plays there. First off, I, I've seen him in some other movies uh, from around that era, and he was always the Asian friend. And fair warning, yeah, spoiler, he does. They picked like some random Asian dude to be the one that's good at video games in an arcade game. I agree. It should have been you. <laughs> <laughs> It should have been. Anyways, um, so what, his name was like Brian McBrian or something. Yeah, some really stupid and yeah, basic. They, Bridget. Yes, like Bridget. <laughs> Not like her name. Bridget's the character. He um, also, after the scene, he disappears and we don't see him till the end of the movie. Okay. Yeah, because they were supposed to go back. So they're filming him and they find out like there's more to the story about the game and like this dude's actually pretty cool and you know they're filming like a documentary of him. Um, Despite and, being Asian, he's actually a good guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. So, TJ kind of starts butting in with the interviews. You can tell that that bothers um, Tibby. Like, she she likes to be the one to run the show. And 
her look on things is very dark and very uh, angsty. Angsty, definitely angsty. She's such an angst. She's like, uh, oh, why are you doing that? That's so dumb. Like you know, just always looking at the negative of things. You're Whereas 12. this little twelve-year-old is the one that's jumping in and like asking really. She seems like she's just genuinely interested in the people that they're well, she's better at interviewing than oh, Timmy yeah, is absolutely and she just really has this different look on life which you know there's obvious reasons as to why oh <laughs> are they obvious at that point no no not they yet. are not so then we jump back to Cameron she god damn it Carmen <laughs> <laughs> Not there with you. But where in the world is Carmen? She's not in San Diego. She's in South fucking Carolina, where she's speaking Spanish in the kitchen in front of her soon-to-be new family because only her dad understands her, and she wants to make the new white side feel as different as them. That's scary. That is. Scary. I just got an Amazon alert on my phone. It says something you might, you might like, and it's for Levi's men's five hundred five regular fit jeans. <laughs> magic pants. Got magic we pants. Found we have to magic order pants. a pair and see if they're magic. Nope, I'm not touching them. I'm not touching them because you still I still haven't put my pants I, on. I guarantee. I guarantee. I get sick. So <laughs> <laughs> sick with what bees. <laughs> So then we're back to Lit. Oh, this is where I said Liddy. She's not Liddy. She is Tibby. And she has reading glasses on? Yeah. It's 16. 16-year-old needs that reading glasses. Um, she's got rickets. <laughs> and she is sending the pants. She's getting ready to send the pants on to Carmen. So she's going to send them to South Carolina. Um, before she does, she lets TJ try them on. Because they're magic pants, you know, they're supposed to be this, these are wonderful She doesn't things. let TJ try them on. She leaves the room and TJ is like, those pants are pretty cool. Well, she said let something me try like, them on. did she? Yeah, she was like, yeah, go ahead, I don't care. Like, she was, oh, she just yeah, was kind of brushing her off. Yeah. 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 Up to this point, we've seen four girls of different sizes try on the pants and it fits each of them magically. Like, just, it should not, and it does. And so we're thinking, okay, if these fucking jeans fit this goddamn 12-year-old, but I was I'm, I'm done. I was yeah. excited. I'm fucking done. And... No, they do not fit her. Um, nor do they really work magic on her, unfortunately. No. Um, <laughs> so then Tibby's writing the letter to Carmen saying basically, hey, these jeans didn't really do anything for me. I met this weird little 12-year-old who won't leave me alone. Uh, but here you go. And she sends them. And they have to get forwarded? You know Why? Did you see how she packaged it? No. She just wrapped it in a plastic grocery bag. And, and then, duct- like, wrapped oh. it in duct tape? Okay. Yeah, so it looked like she was sending drugs to Carmen, of all people, <laughs> the Puerto Rican. <laughs> who we they- don't know is Puerto Rican yet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ambiguous Latina. And all I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, forwarded. What the fuck? Like, you don't know where your friend is? You guys had this plan to send these pants all over the fucking world, and you didn't get the addresses ahead of time? Which is another reason I think this relationship with the dad is very quick. Mm, okay. Like, that would play into it. Sure. But that may also be giving them too much credit. Because she might not have... Oh, if I don't had, think Carmen knew to the new address. Yeah. She was probably thinking that he was out. Because she was surprised. Oh. So, he, okay, that's why it got forwarded. This we, is all clicking now. We learned something today. Jesus, I did not think I'd <laughs> Maybe this movie is, like, smarter than all of them. No, fuck it's up. not. Um... <laughs> We are getting to Carmen receiving the package. Uh, Before she does, the stepmom comes in to wake her up that morning (laughs) to get the sheets from her bed. And behind her is Maria. Maria is the housekeeper. And this is... She's the help. This, let's face it, they are in South Carolina. And at this point, this is when... What did we name her? 
Jolene, Jolene. Jolene. Comes in with like the thickest fucking southern accent that she can muster. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is like not holding anything no. back. She's like, go on and get up out of here so that, you know, so, and I'm just, I'm thinking like, what the fuck are you saying right now? Why? <laughs> She's like the Cajun dude. Oh, from, oh. Like, super from, uh, Waterboy. Waterboy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's, <sighs> it's so bad. And you can tell right here, like, you know, this is like racial tension in its finest. They're like, oh my God, this is not going to go well. How is Carmen going to respond? Like, and that- she responded beautifully, I thought. I mean, for a 15 or 16 yeah. year old girl who, is in a place where she very clearly has been whitewashed and does not feel welcome. And she, yeah, she's very uncomfortable. Do you um, think it's important to point out that her dad is white? Because we haven't oh, spelled yeah. that out. I didn't even think her, about that. Her mother is Puerto Rican and her dad is white. And we don't think that Jolene knew that Carmen was not white yeah. based on how she reacted. Yeah. So the father very clearly is like trying to hide his colorful past. Colorful. <laughs> Jolene. Um, Jolene. some words. of you, please so, don't take my but, sheets. So she sees Maria behind her, and she basically just tells her future stepmom, oh, oh, no, 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 that's okay. I can wash my own sheets. Like, she very easily could have called her out. She very easily could have, yeah. like, flipped shit and taken it very personally. And I, I think she took it personally, but I think she was... Reserved. Very reserved and, and handled it very maturely, mm-hmm. you know? And, and she's like, no, really, it's fine. I can do it. The stepmom kept saying, oh, no, Maria does it all the time. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And, like... <laughs> I love your Southern lady. I love your Southern lady. You like gonna, that all the time. It's going to go all over the place. I would watch a movie about Carmen's story for the summer. I think you could make a movie of that. I, I do, and too. it that would be make excellent. The best movie I, think it, I think it would have as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was her movie was just muddled by everyone else's... Yeah. Summer. It didn't really Yeah, need just to let me there. see Carmen's story. Exactly. That's the only I mean, interesting one. Really, they all go, they all turn into Carmen's story because they all end up the end. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, narrated by Tibby. Narrated by Tibby, right. I thought it was Libby. <laughs> the stepmom ends up backing off. She's like, okay, if you're sure. You know, like she, she lets it. I will say, I don't think the stepmom was hateful throughout this movie. I think she was just culturally. Yeah. Um, ignorant, shelter, ignorant. Yeah, it, she was just ignorant to different well, cultures. But and I would, I wouldn't call um, Jolene racist. No, I would call her what I like to call Arizona ignorant. Okay, you're, you, uh, you don't, you don't hate other people of other races, and you, you, you look down on them, but you don't realize you are. Right, and you don't see any fault in it. Like I think she yeah. means well. Yes, but yes, she's exactly. She doesn't understand. She doesn't get how to mean well. Yes, like, just. Her way is the only way, and that's all she knows. Yeah, know? I wouldn't really paint her necessarily as a villain. I really wouldn't paint anyone in this film as a villain. The pants, maybe definitely. The pants. <laughs> I mean, they tried to murder. Uh, <laughs> they did. This yeah. girl. They do claim one victim, right? So Oof. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's um, that's accurate. Yeah, I'm gonna skip the next scene. I mean, like we don't really need to work. Uh, Grease happens. It, it's fucking... Grease, Grease is the worst storyline, too. It's the biggest waste of a storyline, I think. They, um, other than drowning her. What about the pictures she drew of... Uh, I don't think that's till later. That okay. she painted? Is that lit? <laughs> so, Stein pointed this out, Zachary over here. Um, so, Five Head drops her book of drawings... This is lead on paper. At you the can, fish market. At the fish market. You can only call this, uh, what she had were drawings. Illustrations, it, maybe. It was a sure. sketchbook. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it was a sketchbook. It's exactly what it was. But I'm saying straight up, this is a, these are drawings. He picks it up after she drops it. He, he being young Antonio him. Banderas. Yeah, yeah. Young Antonio Banderas with giant nipples. He opens them up and he sees that, oh, I did not know you were an artist. 
She's like, I'm not. He's like, you're really good. I love these paintings. And that's when we all kind of just like looked at each other like, what a dipshit. <laughs> like, I hope he loses. And then the next scene is her drawing, sketching. Painting. <laughs> Jesus. So we're just going to use those interchangeably. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. You're right. I can't skip Grease because this is the scene. This is the scene where Grandma is seen. <laughs> 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 she is not, she is using this clothesline. We said this clothesline to see some action. She is using the clothesline to dry squid. Calamari. Fair she enough. She is hanging squid on the clothesline. Like the pants. And they never talk about it. Like, they show it and then just move on. You know, it, it reminds me a lot like Naked Gun, where you have all the subtle humor in the background that only, you, like, you know, you can see it, but no one in the movie is recognizing it. Okay. Um, remember in Scary Movie 3... When they're about to go fight the aliens, and one of them has a shovel, and he cocks it like a shovel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, the, and the characters don't acknowledge how fucked up that is. Right. Or how, like, and okay. that's why it's so funny. Those squids were my shotgun shovel. <laughs> Your shotgun was, shovel. Because you're just hanging these squids. Yeah. What are you doing with those squids? And you know what? This is, it's a good point. I can't skip Grease again, because this is also where we see the transition of character for Rory yes. because she is like very conservative they make comments about her being you know not wearing prude. like she's, she's a prude, a prude. Yeah. she wears collars and long sleeves even though it's the summer she doesn't and wear jeans yeah. or pants in general yeah is she that, likes skirts yeah. she didn't want to try the jeans Dresses, on long skirts yes. yeah and not bridges and all of a sudden like she's back out on the dock from whence she fell and <laughs> and strips down to, like, literally to just her her underwear, straight up bra and panties, white, and dives into the Mediterranean. This is her coming of age. This is her becoming a woman. I Because she's upset about the fight and she wants to put her family's struggles behind her, so she needs to let go. Oh, she's washing it off. I believe so. In the Mediterranean. Gotcha. Yeah. Which, if you're going to want, like, don't wash in your underwear. Just right? get naked. She's alone at this point, so I don't know why. And that lasts all of about six seconds. And then Bef- he shows up. Before enter young Antonio Banderas, who immediately up. sees her in the water, takes his shirt off, and dives right in. But not his pants. We don't True. see his underwear. True. He's what wearing a, cargo shorts. What a prude. But do you think that her white underwear symbolizes virginity? I don't know, maybe. That's I'm pretty the sure they got it. left out in the Mediterranean at that point. So, I definitely picked up on this being, in the chick flick genre, a coming-of-age story. Yes. Is what it, they were going for. Because they're and 16 I will say, and everything was about to change. Right. And I, I will say that, that for a couple of them, I felt somewhat of that, that coming-of-age. But there was just so much going on, I think, that they really lost a lot of of opportunity. Yeah. Um, I would love to see what got left on the cutting room floor. I feel like this could have been a better movie. You think this was yes. originally four whole movies and the studio freaked out over a budget issue so they just combined these movies into one to save on, like, advertising? We will talk about the budget. Okay. And... and Am I going to be pissed? Uh, you might be. It is large enough to support your theory that they shot this movie scene by scene. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling from traveling from Greece, Bethesda. yeah, from Bethesda to Greece to Mexico, to back South to Carolina. South Carolina, back up to the Bethesda, then to Greece, Mexico, South Carolina, Bethesda, and then we start jumping out of order. Why yeah. does this no movie take twenty order. years to make? So then we're with Tibby, and this is where we find out. So we've got a Lifetime slash Cruel Intentions movie with Carmen. We've got Romeo and Juliet over in Greece. Tibby's story is my girl. <laughs> But 
But my girl, my girl has bees. Where are the interchangeable bees? So in this movie, unfortunately, TJ has leukemia. In this regard, leukemia equals bees. <laughs> I like that all of our notes at some point say leukemia equals, equals bees, bees? Question mark? Yeah. This is where I think they really start taking off with Tibby's storyline a little more. And it's not because of Tibby herself. It's because yeah. of a supporting character. So Whose name are, we don't know. I, I don't know at this point TJ. because of TJ. Yeah, we call her Tibby Jr. And she's really more of a device than a character then. Yeah. Right? Because she's the catalyst of, of what's going on in yeah. Tibby's story. And, and this is where, you know, Tibby really starts treating her differently once she finds out that she's sick and she's got leukemia and that they had stopped treatment after a couple of years. Yeah. Which only means that she's only she's like she doesn't need it anymore, right? Nah, that's like, not quite what it means. You're so optimistic. <laughs> Much like the filmmakers of this movie. Um, <laughs> and the thing is about TJ, she calls her out on it. Right? She's yeah. like, why are you being nice to me? Are you only inviting me because you know? Like, who told you? No. Yeah. Because up to this point, TJ had not told her. I don't think she really wanted her to know because I don't think she wanted her to feel sorry for her. Tibby yeah. only showed up because she couldn't find TJ. Right. And then TJ's neighbors told her mm-hmm. because nobody answered the door. TJ only showed up because TJ doesn't have any fucking parents. That's true. Yeah. Not once do you see TJ's I mean, parents. listen, if you know your 12-year-old's going to die, like, what does it matter? Just let him go nuts. I, oh, just let him run free. Is what yeah. you're saying? Oh, like, okay. Oh. It was like, oh. like you're just no, giving no, no. up. No, no, no. Like, what the fuck? Get like, the fuck is... out of my house, kid. You're just gonna die anyway. I mean, listen. TJ's parents are not great Stop anyway. Using my water. Like that's. What's that feeding you? Oh no! Oh no! This is not okay. This is. But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, like, yeah, let her enjoy yeah. the time that she has. I, I get what you're she saying. She has a couple weeks left. Let her go to the store by herself. Alex and I both were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, Chris, like, like, what? The shit. Kristen, why don't you have kids? Because <laughs> clearly you just keep letting him die. Uh, <laughs> she forgets to water them. <laughs> <laughs> shit, is that what I'm doing wrong? Um, oh, man. We're <sighs> uh, not cactuses, Kristen. This is where They're we decided spiky. that she was a great value Olsen twin, right? Yeah. <laughs> this is, um, Which is mean considering she had leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> so then we're going to cut back to Carmen. This is where we find out she's Puerto Rican. And the only reason we find out she's Puerto Rican is because she loudly exclaims it in a dress <laughs> store after basically just being embarrassed by not fitting into the dress that her stepmom had her trying on for the wedding. For the wedding, she yeah. knew nothing about that she was going to be a part of. Yeah, instead of her dad saying, hey, I'm getting married, what's your dress size? He just picked a number. Yeah, he randomly guessed what her size was going to be. And then it doesn't fit her, and the stepmother and the dress shop clerk don't refer to Carmen by her name, or even as a person. They just keep calling her the other one. Mm, Yeah. Can you make her look like what's-her-face? Oh, oh, yeah. That Krista. Was, the mom said... Oh, yeah, Krista. Yeah. yeah, the mom was like, can you can you make her look more... Will she look more like Krista? I really want uniformity. I really want, you know, everything to match. Mm-hmm. Can you make her look more like my daughter, who is clearly six years younger, and like this skinny little white girl who's like like 10 years old? Like, what what are you talking about? And that, that's at the point where when Carmen overhears them talking... That she comes busting out of, not the dress, of the dressing room. I mean, Um, she was close in the dress, though. And she comes out of the dressing room and it's like, Carmen, Carmen, the other one's name is Carmen. And just 
runs away. Like she literally runs. Yells out of the about shop. being Puerto Rican, having an ass, oh, and yeah. then runs away. Yes. Fair. I identified with her. What as Puerto Rican? No, <laughs> as a chubby girl. Oh. Oh, this is one of the cutscenes. This is Ooh. this is one of the cutscenes. The original cutscene that we forgot about. Oh, we did. Was at the stepbrothers soccer game when we went from there. No, we we, we were went in from Mexico, Mexico first to the stepbrothers soccer game, and it was done so by the ball being kicked the in transition. the air in Mexico. In Mexico, and then as it's coming down, it's it, in North it Carolina, lands in South Carolina. I, I apologize. You're right. One and hell of a kick. Somebody was so proud of that shot. Oh, it was like it was the money shot for sure. Oh. They got so, home from work that day, and they were like, honey, you, you'll never guess what I did. I came up with the most brilliant transition. And now I'm never going back again. I wouldn't. <laughs> so, Cooper can't touch me. Carmen's running away, and this is the next, I think, closest good transition. Like, like, oh, that was slick. Transition. She's running, and the camera's on her, like, top half, and then starts panning down to her legs. And then the legs turn into Bridget's legs. That's right. And she's running on the beach Oof. by herself. Again, saying that, look, the minority character in here is running away from white people and... <laughs> <laughs> and the, the white person who's running, running away from minorities? running on a minority beach yeah. as though she were owning it. Where are we now? I, honest to God, don't remember. Uh, Pants. She has new- an ass. Zac Efron plus Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, I said I, an inverse She's the Man movie. Yeah. The Amanda Bynes film where I'm like, I hope to God that he turns out to be a girl. Like, that would just be fantastic. Yeah, because we go back to um, Bridget right. after the She Has an Ass scene because I wrote down the quote, obsessed girls can't be held responsible for their actions. Oh, right. Oh. Mm, yeah. Yeah, with Bridget, who, yeah. She's the best. She... <laughs> Oh me, oh my, I'm just a girl, don't know what she's doing. At this point... Is this the bar scene? Yeah, this yeah. is the gay Mexican bar scene. The cantina. Yeah. The cantina. Okay. Yeah. Hot well, drink is cerveza. So, yeah. She basically sneaks into a bar that she shouldn't be at because the coach is there. But I think it's okay because of the drinking age in Mexico. Right, but she's not drinking. She no. makes that very clear. Unless he won't dance with her, then she will. Yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really take a whole lot away from that one. Yeah, I mean, he rejected her. Yeah. Because he, they're he dancing and they dan- He did dance with her for a minute, but then he was like, no, 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 no. This is not okay. He had gone the thought. This is where Alex made his claim. The magic pants will cure leukemia. <laughs> yes. I do remember I said that. Uh, spoiler alert, they do not. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, um, I thought the scene... Where TJ, TJ, yeah, um, trying on the pants and like walking around with them, but she has to hold them up because clearly they don't fit her because these magical pants can't fit a 12 year old. Because why, Krista? Why won't they fit a 12 year old? Because they're not magic enough. No, that's not what that's you not said. what you said. Because the 12 year old needs more ass to fit the pants, <laughs> which is not a bad statement, it's just a fact. She, her ass is not big enough for those pants. Like All right. The way you said it the first time, which is why I'm being very, careful not yeah. to say it the same a, way. I now have a recording of you saying that twelve year old needs more ass. The twelve year old <laughs> needed more ass. I can't help that. <laughs> so, I thought that the magic pants were going to fucking cure leukemia. They don't. They. <laughs> um. Yeah, they don't. Now we are back with Carmen. Yes. And this is, I think, again, we're back in the. I think the good story. Who has you know? the pants? 
Carmen. Carmen had the pants at the dress shop. Right. Which just proves how useless the pants are to yes. this story. The, the, okay, so, so far, the pants... Jesus. Oh my gosh. We are not even like, we're, we're just getting <laughs> we're, we're first round of like, Carmen has run away from the dress shop. Her, you would think her family would be out looking for her or at least her dad. Right. Yeah. Especially considering she's in a state she's not familiar with in a new play location, a new city. Because he's never lived there before. Doesn't have a car. No car. She's 15, 16 yeah. years old. So she takes a cab back to the house. The house looks dark. The cabbie makes a comment about there not being anyone home, asking, you know, is she yeah, going to be okay? She's like, no, I'm sure they're out looking for me. I'll, I'll just wait on the porch. I'll be fine. And he's like, all right. She goes and sits on the porch and then hears... Laughter. Oh, yeah. That, the laughter. And, yeah. and so she walks around the back and she can see into the dining room from the back deck. They are all seated around that same fucking dining room table. With the biggest picture of iced oh, tea I have ever seen. giant picture. They're like, They're oh yeah, in they're in South Carolina. They need, they need sweet tea. Yep. Just like a huge spread of food. Yeah. Like a fucking feast. Not a care in the world. None of them were out looking for her. She's fucking <laughs> 15 or 16 years old. And you're not out looking for... Fuck you, dude. Like, you are yeah. the worst type of human I being. do not hold anything against her that no. she does in this movie. No, she picks up a rock and throws it at the window. And that was the right decision. It, it, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, for a 16-year-old, consider... No, no, I would do that, and I'm 32. <laughs> you know what? We keep saying we're the parents in this movie, but the one parent that's in the movie is a sack of shit. Yeah. So, like, maybe, like, all these girls abandon their parents because they're all just sacks of shit. Yeah. Or they're dead. We do yeah. see uh, Bridget's dad for half a second, but she won't hold his hand. Oh, and that really awkward yeah. hug where she yeah. tries to hug him and he pats her shoulder. Like yeah, he was she's all leaving. butthurt that she wouldn't hold his hand at the funeral or something. Mm. But yeah. I Anyways, no, you're you're right. Like that's the one parent that we really do see a lot of. He's a good parent to Paul and Krista. Not to his daughter though. No. Paul doesn't need a parent, he's thirty five. <laughs> Paul's his own Paul's probably a parent to another oh. child. Actually no, we know Krista Paul's might be his child. We do know. I Paul's. want to make it very clear that the daughter's name is Krista, <laughs> which I am mad about. We do know Paul and Krista's dad, though. He's an alcoholic. Yes. Oh, in a yeah. rehab center. They make that comment. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Paul goes to see him once yeah. a month. Yeah. They need an excuse for Paul to get get the hell off set, so they're like, "Okay, you're." you're well, because he has to go to Mexico and film his <laughs> other scenes. No, no, no. Remember, they don't have multiple crews for this show. Oh, we are filming right. with one crew. In shooting order, okay? <laughs> and they bring the entire cast along everywhere they go. No, they just leave them wherever they're supposed to defend <laughs> for themselves. America's just throwing rocks into the windows until the crew gets back. <laughs> so at that point, at that point, Carmen decides she's just going home. She's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. And I mean, right choice for her probably at that point in time. Yeah. And, I mean, dangerous choice, but, yeah. you know, fuck your dad. Chick fucks with dicks. We are in Act 2 here. This is where all the characters are facing their challenges, right? This is yeah. where we've got... Um, Tibby's friend is dying. Tibby's friend dying. Bridget has been rejected uh, by... Because they go to the bar and he's like, nope. But she doesn't have the pants yet. Hers is coming oh, up, right? Yeah, you're so, right. Okay, America, America doesn't have a family the, right. anymore. And who's the fourth one? Rory. Yeah. So hers is the whole Romeo and Juliet, you, can't, you cannot see this boy! And like, she's... Seeing him anyways. Squids. Um, squids. <laughs> so. Her, her, her difficulty is squids on a clothesline. So now the pants are finally getting to the fourth character in Bridget. Yeah. And this is where Bridget puts him on. She tries seducing the, the coach, uh, basically lures him down to the beach, and they end up boning on the beach. In, we think. In Mexico. We it's, see them it, kissing, it's but alluded, that's it. It's, it's heavily it's, implied. It's alluded to for sure. 
Because then afterwards she writes the letter and sends the pants back to... Rory. Rory. Because now the pants have been used. They are the device. They are not the character anymore. They are they are the device used in, in these coming-of-age stories for each individual girl. It's not one story. It's four fucking stories. To which I'm like, God damn it, make two movies then. Like, break this shit up. They did make two movies. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe there's a second one of these. Uh, I'm not watching it. Kind of I, I, can't, watch I can't watch another 12 year old die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same plot. Everyone's just a year older. He's <laughs> <It's> 13. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, you're alive. Yeah, my son will keep you. So she has sex with her coach and. Coach Efron. And then, yeah, and then her coach DeGeneres. Uh, she sends the pants back to Rory and in her letters basically telling her like how can this thing that's supposed to be so wonderful and make you feel so complete uh, leave you feeling so empty empty. so clearly I mean it's implied here that her and the coach had some relations right and that my guess he hit it and quit it I mean that's kind of what it came across like but then also when you continue down like her realization and growth isn't that she doesn't need a man it's that she's sad that her mom is dead. Yeah. So I'm not... I feel like she should have known that already. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes. dicks. Maybe her mom's death didn't quite hit her. And so she used dick to get over it and then finally realized... Who hasn't? Yeah. That's... Finally realized yeah. that was not a good coping mechanism. Right. And not only that, but maybe she thought, like, her getting dicked would bring her mom back to life? I and mean, we're talking about a movie with magical pants. Nothing can be rolled out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. No, okay. you're not wrong. Including leukemia curing pants. Uh, we ruled that one out. <laughs> well, we the, pants, did. the pants did. <laughs> um, the so, pants only cures who it sees fit. So, at this point, she sends it back, and everyone has pretty much had a negative, uh, negative outcomes from wearing the pants. Yeah. Um, while so, wearing the pants. While wearing the not pants. Not because of the no. pants. No. Well, we don't know that. They're fucking magic. magic. They very well could be the pants going, I'm gonna have to teach all of you a lesson. And why was the pants not voice acted by like Queen Latifah? (laughs) And just being like just snappy the whole time. That's what the sequel is, actually. Oh fuck. It it finds its voice. Yeah. (laughs) Animated by Jim Henson, actually. I would watch this. Chick fucks with dicks. So this is where, now we're heading into Act 3, finally. I'm exhausted. Me too. Just we're talking at, about it hurts. We're at an hour and a half. Oh, God. No way. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun editing oh, this. Oh, no. Oh. Um, and so at this point, now it's time for all of them to wrap up and sort of learn their lessons. So it goes to Rory, and she basically puts the pants on. And goes dancing. She goes to the house bar. Yes. And then she also, where... Her oh right, this is where her grandparents barge in with the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Like they roll like they roll deep. Yeah. Like, like fifty I'm like, people. I'm like this dude is going to die. Like, there's, there's definitely they barge into the the to this like house bar where they're dancing, and the grandmother and the cousins take Rory out. The grandfather spits <laughs> on young uh, Antonio Banderas. <laughs> in fairness, he's trying to bang a sixteen year old. And I realize it's We never really know how old he is. Granted, we've all been there at one point in our lives. 16? When I was like, yeah, 16. A 20-year-old tried banging you? No, I tried banging another 16-year-old. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then it cuts to back at the house 
where Rory is getting waterboarded by her grandmother. And then the grandma finds her sketchbook, which has shirtless sketches of young Antonio Banderas. I think it says a lot about this movie that we just gloss over the waterboarding. <laughs> like that, we're just like, yeah, she got does, waterboarded does it by her grandmother. Does it say a lot about the movie or a lot about us? <laughs> no, I think it says a lot about the movie that that is not an important thing. Oh, we yeah. just accept it. Yeah. Um, one thing that we uh, didn't talk about is how uh, Rory's grandmother... Grandfather never speaks. Yeah. He does not utter a word. Until later. Until later. Until later. Which is coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of want to wrap her part up now because her part really, yeah, yeah, at at this point, so she puts the pants on after receiving them and this all, it's like she gets, she gets courage and she approaches her grandfather and basically (laughs) (laughs) slaps him. She goes on, it's like a little 15 second monologue. It's, there's not a lot to it. No. Basically telling him like, hey, you had your chance. And you fought with everything you had for Grandma. Which, I don't know that backstory. Did we get that and backstory? We never got that. Okay. No, something that that monologue was it. Something okay. about how everyone compares her to her Grandma, but that she also has this deep side in her that's more like him. Stoic and, and yeah. silent. And, but also stubborn. Yeah. And willing, willing to, like, fight for things. And she's like, you know, let this be my moment. That's when the Grandma tries chiming in, and the Grandpa basically tells Grandma, shut up. And this is the first line that he's had the whole thing. I was really sad because I was hoping he wouldn't utter a word because his voice was really stupid. Like, like, no (laughs) case. Grandfather, you fought. Now let me fight. Just like, big reveal. (laughs) All right. So he oh, or no, George. <laughs> this is really stupid. I was hoping for that. So after this fifteen-second non-moving monologue, he gives up a multi-generational blood money fish feud <laughs> and like grants her permission to go and chase down the love of her life that she's known for two days. Right. So she goes to the boatyard to stop him, but all right, because he's leaving. Right. We he's don't like know where he's going. Yeah. yeah. It's like he packed a bag and he's like, "I'm out." Then he owns a fishing boat. Where the fuck is he going? Right. And he's not even on his fishing well, boat. He's on a he, fucking ferry. We right. do know he's going to school, but there's never any any uh, indication that the summer's coming to an end. Right. It's just like she knows to find him on this boat. He went to school in Athens, which is in Greece. Yeah. So she finds him, Geography. and he got off the boat. Descartes. Right. He got off the boat. He got off the boat. But he left his bag on the yeah. boat. <laughs> which which made us raise some flags. Definitely. You get your shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then that that's about it. I mean, like, yeah. she yeah. learned her lesson, fight for things. That's it. I, cool. I, I don't grow up, and, and she's not as, as prude anymore. Fuck your grandma. She'll show her right. collarbone. Exactly. Did you say fuck your grandfather? Grandma. Oh, not like okay. Never mind. Not physically. Just oh. like, yeah, your grandma's a bitch. So then the pants go to Tibby? No, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they do. Pants go to Tibby. Yeah. This is the moving part of the movie. Yeah. And Tibby's storyline, I for me, comes in second. And it's not because of Tibby. It's because of TJ. Yeah. TJ you know, is so, the second best character in the movie. Which is funny because yeah. we won't learn her actual fucking name. <laughs> I know I wrote we're, it down somewhere. I did. Bailey. Yes. Bailey. It's Bailey. Yeah. If I say it. We're still going to call her TJ. Everyone right. will be confused if we switch to Bailey. That's true. Um, I'm just thinking of TJ Miller with leukemia. <laughs> which is a fantastic thing. <clears throat> this is where uh, Tibby has to go and face saying goodbye to TJ. And she won't do it. She won't do it. She won't do it. And then... Uh, finally, she gets she puts on the pants after she receives them. She doesn't put on the pants. Oh, she doesn't. No, she takes she them, with, them with her. Yeah, right. And it's because be- she had the same theory I had. 
Which was oh that the, pants cure leukemia. <laughs> yeah, that's, so she said that Rory had told her that these pants really are magic, and for her to say that there must be some yeah. truth to it because of Rory's character. And again, I don't know what that character's name is. I'm just going to keep calling her Rory. Lena. Um, no, well, it was Lena. Lena. Well, I call her. I call her Five Head. There you go. For. I have to think about Tibby's name every fucking time. I, I keep wanting to say Liddy and Libby. Libtard. <laughs> so, so she she takes this and I mean wholeheartedly, really truly wants TJ to try the pants on to see if it'll cure her. TJ's response just like Oof. like it's the it cutter, cut right? Deep. It's it's the this is the moving part of the movie where she says the pants already worked their magic on me. They brought me to you. Just, like, right there. You're just, like, it hits your core. That this fucking 12-year-old who, like, understands, guys, it none of this fucking matters. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the boy likes you or not. It doesn't matter if your, your family is having a feud. It doesn't matter if your dad's getting married to someone else. None of that matters. Just, you have to look at it from everyone else's perspective and put that positive twist on things. And, I mean, like, that's the real point to what was supposed to be taken away from here. And it was delivered by a twelve-year-old. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping that when she said the pants brought, you know, worked their magic, they brought me to you. I thought we we're gonna get a cool science montage of Tibby making the cure for leukemia. That would have been a good ending to <laughs> no, this movie. It so would have like, been a better ending to this. Yeah, to the song of "Push It to the Limit" from Scarface. Of course, yes. Push to the limit. What, guys, happens, to, what happens to Bailey? Guys, ba- Bailey doesn't make it. She, <laughs> I don't think she's in the sequel unless she's a spirit guide of some sort that that we were discussing earlier. Yeah, which I'm down for. Yeah, I would totally be down for because she was, again, the second best character on this movie. You know, if we ever do, on the podcast, watch the sequel of this movie, Chris has come back for it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Please. Oh, fuck. Who gets him next? Bridget. I don't think she gets him again. No, no one does. She does. She's the one that that makes the rule. Her dog takes them. Yeah. yeah, but after the sleepover. Yeah, so oh, Bridget, yeah. Bridget is all, all of a sudden home from soccer camp. Her friends are not there to meet her when she gets home. By the way, yeah, it, it seems like a couple of days. Lena, why do I know her name now? It doesn't fucking matter. Rory finds a letter that came with the jeans the last time she received yeah. them from Bridget, and it had fallen under her bed, so she didn't see it. In that letter is where Bridget was explaining like all the the hardship and the feelings that she's going through. And, like, fucking no one got that. So no one responded to her ever. And so she was, like, in this dark hole in her room, just (laughs) sleeping. Lena finds a letter and calls the other girls and says, hey, you need to get over to her house. And, like, she's home. Take care of her. Go take care of her. And so they show up and they have, like, this random sleepover. And they try to make her feel better. And this is where she opens up about, you know, missing her mom and all this stuff. Apparently she has a dog. And the dog comes in and takes the jeans, which... By the way, we're not, like, haphazardly thrown. They were, like, folded on the bed. Yeah. Before that, the dog stole pizza. Oh, yeah. So this dog is a fucking thief. Takes the pants, runs out of the house. Hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) Joins TJ. (laughs) Gives TJ's dog in Magic pants. TJ was lonely. So, oh, no. No, that did not actually happen. So, <laughs> they'll kill a little girl, uh, but they won't Bridget, kill a <laughs> They have their limits. So, Bridget goes running out of the house. Her dad's outside checking the mail, which explains why the door was open. You know someone was going, yeah. we need to explain why that door was open. Yeah. So, as she's yelling at the dog, she's running by and goes, morning, dad. Like, everything's fine. Runs. I can only assume what conservatively is like 
four or five blocks. Turns mm-hmm. a corner, and who has her dog and the pants? Fucking Zach DeGeneres. <laughs> this motherfucker. Let's do a little dance now. This bitch is going, supposed to be going to Columbia, and just happens to be in the neighborhood. And she's like, what are you doing here? In Bethesda, Maryland. In Bethesda, Maryland. Reasonable question. His response was, I was looking for you. Which implies that he's going door to door. Just fucking knocking and... Asking for Bridget. Hey, do you have a hot blonde daughter that <laughs> I banged on, on the beach in hey, Baja? Brigitte's hey. <laughs> it doesn't... It makes zero sense. So he comes all this way and they chat and he's basically like, look, I'm sorry about what happened. And, you know, it was me, not you. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he, he is gay. This self-realization yeah. is something. But Ellen likes girls. I, well, you know. And he basically tells her, like, you're going to have guys chasing you all the time when you get older. Don't count me out or something like that. Give me a lines. chance. Yeah. Give me a shot. And then he just turns around and walks away. They hug, I think. Yeah. 30 fucking seconds, though, yeah. right? So he is in a state where he does not belong, where he is not from. As Which far we as don't we know, know how he actually got there. I'm convinced he walked from Mexico. He is. Because, like, we don't see the car, the car or anything. Right. He is literally out on the sidewalk and he just turns around and walks around. away. And I expected him to just, like, dissipate. Yeah, right. When they just walk away and they 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 just ghost, or or Michael Jackson sewer, right? (laughs) Jaguar. So now her problem is resolved. So then that leaves us with only one problem because uh, Bailey died. That was uh, that was her problem. Yeah. Yes, and her resolution was the whole seeing things in a different light, right? Yeah. Because she's the one that sort of helped push. She being um, Timmy, who is the angsty teen that, you know, like, hates everything. and, and Except for my chemical romance. <laughs> um, is the one that all of a sudden starts looking at things from um, other people's perspectives and, and, and more of a positive twist on things. So it's like walking in someone else's pants. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, shit! That's exactly oh, he what got this it. is. He cracked it. You, great movie. That Done. I mean, 10 out of 10. Thank you. She's the one that really starts to help. The final character is Carmen. Yeah. Not Cameron. <laughs> in James smoothing saying things over with her dad. All the girls sort of get together and are basically like, you have to go to the wedding. And Oh, yeah. At this point, Alexis Bledel had come yeah. back and nobody fucking cares. And we also, so. we did talk about the fight that Carmen had with her dad on the or phone. the phone, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Where, was he just hands up. Up. That was also the best performance of the entire It movie. was. Yeah. So she calls her dad and yells at him for being a piece of shit. And he's just like... Oh, I didn't realize I was a piece of shit. And so she hangs up because I would be done with it at that point, too. And then her friends are like, no, you need to go to the wedding. They are driving down from Maryland to South Carolina. Insert montage of passing state signs, of which they showed Charleston twice. One in North Carolina, one in South Carolina. Yeah. Very deceiving. Because I thought, oh, they're there. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They stop at what looks to be like a backwoods rest stop, restaurant. Yeah. Where she's going to put on the dr- a dress of some sort to go to the wedding and refuses to because I don't know if it doesn't fit. Or I, I don't fucking know. No, she just doesn't want to go to the wedding. Right. So then her friends are like, no, put on the pants, uh, go to the wedding. It'll give you the courage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's like, and it's not my turn to have the pants yet. And she's like, well, and uh, like, Bridget is the one that is. Bridget was, the Donald, was their Donald Trump who declared a national emergency to yep. fund the pants to Carmen. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Good analogy. Also strange that in this case the rich white person funded the pants too. <laughs> really, I think eventually 
Puerto Rico. Well, technically to America, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. America, so. Oh, you think eventually Puerto Rico is going to Well, Puerto Rico is America, so. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, un- unless, you know, they get hit by a hurricane or Well, something. yeah. Who's Puerto Rico? Um, They're an island surrounded by water, hard to get to. At this point, you know, th- this is where they-, they talk her into it and they get her to go to the wedding. They're all there with her. They're all sitting in the back row, um, which takes place in the backyard of <coughs> the dad's house yeah. now. Yeah, yep. Uh, because the original venue got canceled. That was one of the things that the st- soon-to-be stepmom was freaking out about. Again, I don't think she was a bad guy. You know, no. anyone that's ever de- dealt with a wedding or a bride or or anyone involved with a wedding understands that it is a very stressful time. If your venue gets canceled a few weeks before your wedding, like, I can only imagine yeah. how fucking mm-hmm. stressful that would be. So, And she's still pleasant throughout all of it. She, she's I not smart, but think, she's pleasant. I think that's that Southern hospitality. That, yes. She's a bless your heart kind yeah. of person. Yes. The dad stops the ceremony and says, we're missing... A member of our family. And he goes, and I swear to God, they they spent, like, it's a, it, I think it was a slow-mo shot, I don't remember, of him walking all the way to the end of the line. And when I say end of the last row, there's only, like, six rows of people at this wedding. Um, yeah, there's only, like, maybe 30 people yeah, in attendance this And wedding. I think that includes the eight-piece orchestra. And... <laughs> And he all, gets to, all using the table to play their sheet music. He gets to the row where the girls are sitting. I swear to God, I'm like, if he picks one of the other girls, I'm gonna, I'm fucking done. Like, I, 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 I expected him to pick uh, Bridget. Yeah, yeah, real hard because she's like she white, lo- tall, super blonde, looks just like the family he's marrying into. Yeah. So, um, but he doesn't. That would have been a funny twist. Yeah, oh, would have been great. <laughs> and then America for our steps. <laughs> like that's, uh, Bridget accepts all. I guess an award. <laughs> <laughs> So, so he picks America, Ferrara, and they have their moment, and she comes up, and she gets to stand. Long embraced hug. She yeah. starts crying. She starts crying. Arms. Makes a big scene. The mother grabs her hand. And th- but yeah, that's just it. Is the stepmom like openly accepts her up to the front again? Not a bad guy. Like no. she's not at all. Meanwhile, Krista gets fucking shafted. <laughs> yeah, Krista gets pushed by. That's what happened. But she's smiling the whole time. Like yeah. they seem like a very pleasant family. Yeah. But I think that's what they did was tried to make them kind of like cookie cutter. You know, it's just. Mm-hmm. Demeaning. Yeah, yeah. In, in a way, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so generic and bland that it... It works. I, honest to God, I know I've seen the stepmom in other movies. I couldn't figure out where from, though. Yeah. Mostly because this character was just so... Yeah. You, you know where I think I've seen her, but I know she's not in? Hmm. You know the brunette in Twister? Yes. Reminds me of her. I could see that. Okay. But she's got that, like, twang yeah. to her voice, so I think that's why. Um, That's basically it. That's where the movie wraps up, is it's, like, a zooming out shot with another voiceover. This time we realize it's Tibby doing the voiceover. So it's almost like she's the one documenting this entire thing. Oh, wow. Isn't she the one that likes to film shit? Oh, look at that. What a crazy twist. What? Wow. Fun fact, the pants didn't do shit. So at the end of this, we're thinking, who the fuck was this movie made for? I... Taylors, daughters of Taylors. <laughs> like it has to be Third 13, 14 year olds have to be the target audience. I this. will say, I remember when this came out, my sister having read the books, because this is based on a book. Yes. I don't, are there multiple books? There are. I have only read the first one okay. and I vaguely remember it. Gotcha. I remember my sister being a big fan. Again, I was, this came out in 05. Yeah. So I was 18, which means she was 14, 15 years old. So, and she had read the books when she was like 11 or 12. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, 
because I I read the books I think the year before the movie came out so I okay. was like 17 sure and I read the book and I was like I'm way too old for this story and then the movie came out and I was like I'm, I'm so like a this. tween I that... think it has to be like well I was like 12 to 14 right. it's targeted well I was like 14 15 when it came out and I do not remember my sisters talking about it at all they were like 16 and like 22 at the time yeah sure. So, not for them. Right. Well, no, because books that are targeted towards kids, the protagonists are generally a couple years older than the target audience. All right, well, do me a favor. Name the protagonist. Of this movie? There is none. There's four. Bailey. Bailey? Yeah, Bailey's the protagonist. No. The four main characters are 16, which means it's targeted to 12-year-olds. Brian McBride. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> he beat Dragon Slayer 3D. <laughs> Anyone want to guess what the budget for this film was? I'm going to guess $75 million, and that's and that's not saying that's how much it looks like it costs. I just think they put it in the wrong hands of people <laughs> and did not know how to manage money. And I'm going to guess $75 million. I'm going to say 125 The budget was $27 million, Oh, okay. Which I thought was excessive considering the actors that they had in this. This is very early on yeah. in all of their career. That is true. And the location, they only had two locations that were not in the States. They did, in fact, film in Greece. I'm not sure about Baja. Okay. Like, they might not yeah, it'd be hard to fake. It'd be hard to fake Greece. Yeah. So, at least in, in the States, like, it would be hard to fake it. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad at that budget. Anyone want to guess how much they actually made at the box office? I'm going to say... 23. Is this American or worldwide? Total box office. I'm going to guess... 59 million. Close. 44.3. So, it was not a flop. No. no. Right? I mean, they almost doubled, you know, the budget. Well, keep oh. in mind, keep in mind, um, uh, it's usually a safe bet for advertising is doubling your uh, budget. Uh, so, really, they're still up by like 20 million. You know, it's not out of the realm. It, I understand why they made a second one. I, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the, the books, if there's a series to it and the first movie yeah. is a hit. Which in this case it was kind of is in, in a way it's that, not Fifty again, Shades or well, anything right but you gotta also look at this is also two thousand five yeah right this is very different money than we would be looking at today I, movie Definitely. tickets when yeah. we were in high school were much cheaper than oh, they are today. actually no in the theater that I manage uh, the ticket prices have remained the same the theater that you manage yes I I, I understand that but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay so. I mean, that's pretty much the movie. Looking through, would you recommend this movie to anyone? No. Not a single person. (laughs) Maybe to a 12-year-old dying of leukemia, and they wanted to see how it could be worse. (laughs) You could have friends around you that wouldn't stop talking about fucking pants instead of you dying of leukemia. Fair enough. I would recommend it to someone who wants to see how not to make a movie. Okay. So it'd be a good film study of what not to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like for somebody who wants to learn how not to set up and structure stories. So it's because like Spider-Man 3. There was way too much going on. And it, the book had the same plot. Like, it had four different girls. But when you go from a first-person book where we know the character's thoughts to a third-person movie and you're lo- losing that internal monologue, you can't get the same character development. Right. So having four main storylines doesn't work. I would say the best person in this to present that, as challenging as it is, yeah. was America Ferrara. Yes. Because, again, it's the little nuances in her performance. It's the... She she really has such a wide variant of of emotions. Yeah. And the way that she actually emotes those. Well, and the, um, the non-US ones, Bridget and the other one. Rory. Yeah. Like, there's... Nah. <laughs> okay. 
their stories are so similar. They're similar, but like they have different endings. But it's the same story. They're similar. You but meet opposite. a dude you're not supposed to fall for. You fall for him. X. Right. Either it's good or bad. Right. I would recommend parts of this movie. I would recommend watching the two girls that stay in the states. Yeah. And fast forwarding through anything that goes outside of the states. Like I, I, I mean, except for the squid clothesline. Oh, oh yes, but you do have to catch the squid clothesline. Yeah. And if you're a fan of waterboarding. You know, yes. Luckily, those take place within like forty seconds of each other. Um, <laughs> you think Greece doesn't have a constitution that protects you from your grandmother fucking? <laughs> uh, let's see. If you were to score this out of ten, as far as a film or as far as a chick flick is concerned, so Uh-oh. now if for this scale, I want to use like think of what your favorite chick flick ever would be. Um, one of mine would be Ten Things I Hate About You," or some argue "The Princess Bride" is a chick flick. Does Clueless count? Yeah, yeah, Clueless would count. I like that movie. Yeah. So think about what your favorite one would be as a ten, based on that scale. Where would you put this? Solid two point seven. Jesus. Okay. I would give it a four. Yeah. I think "Legally Blonde" is my ten. "Legally Blonde" okay. or "Devil Wears Prada." Nice. I will go just a little. I think I'd give it like a four and a half strictly because of America Ferrara's performance in this. I debated I think about that's a four the thing half. that saves yeah. it for me. Um, the thing is, it doesn't save it though because you're still giving it an F. Exactly. I mean, that's still <laughs> below. But, but again, I, I would recommend just going through and watching those parts. If you gave me a cut of the film that was only America Ferrara, I think it would be a six. I think I could have written a better pants movie. No one's arguing with you there. Absolutely. Um, there, are, there are some changes I would make. Chick fucks with dicks. Some of the ratings, like just looking straight at the IMDb score, it ranks out. This is 50,000 rates ratings. Uh, it is at a six and a half out of ten. What? Yeah. Um, now, granted, you have to consider that there are a lot of tens in here from when it first came out. Right. Right. So the initial viewings, yeah. the big fangirls, the... The cast and crew voting for themselves. Now, when I say fangirls, I am referring to a nine out of ten from an... Eli S. Paul on June 2nd of 2005 who said I went to see this movie with my wife and upon entering the theater immediately became uncomfortable (laughs) there was only one other man at the screening and he was obviously feeling a little out of place as well although he seemed relieved to see me walk in (laughs) guys this is a gay hookup this This is is pre-tinder tinder this is a better story than the movie pre-grinder grinder grinder, yeah. yeah Um, I was expecting a teen soap opera, but what the movie delivered was quite different. This movie is more like a modern times Little Women or a teen version of Dead Poets Society. No. No. (laughs) In other words, it's something that I haven't seen any sign of for decades. An intelligent drama aimed at teenage girls. My response to seeing this movie was familiar to knowing, uh, familiar to how I felt after seeing Babe. That'll do, pig. (laughs) I know this is an odd comparison. But both were thoughtful, intelligent movies aimed at a target audience that is usually fed cinematic rubbish. The elements of good filmmaking are on display here. Which one? Strong acting, sure-handled directing, terrific writing, everything that makes a movie great. Alex just shit on my couch. If you are a teenage girl or have have one in your life, this is an absolutely must-see. If you don't, you'll still have a good time. So, I uh, I object, <laughs> um, mainly because, here's a dead giveaway, here's the thing about British people, they have no taste, that's why we had to sweeten their tea. <laughs> he used the word rubbish, dead giveaway, he's a red coat, he's wrong. I think that's going to do it for us on this episode. I <laughs> uh, really want to thank Krista for coming out and being our first guest on our thank first you. episode. It was uh, fun. Good. I'm so sorry that it had to be this movie. But, I've seen um, worse movies. All right. Well, there you go. Everybody, have a good week.
Later. Thank you all again for joining us for that very first episode of Chick Flicks with Dicks. We apologize for some of the audio. Uh, we have been working with just one mic for the first few episodes. However, once we get to episode four and on, you will notice better sound quality thanks to better mics, more mics. As always, feel free to check us out on any platform of social media that you prefer. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Links will be provided, or you can just search the hashtag ChickFlixWithDicks. And remember, Flix is spelled with an X. That'll do it for us for this time. Join us again for episode two. Thanks again. Have a great week. 